Constance. And I'm Lucinda. And together in our Kids Law podcast, we are going to take a look at the laws that affect children as we grow up. So what are we going to look at in this episode, Emma Constance? Well, in our podcast episode so far, we have talked about the courts and judges, and I'd like to know more about them and what judges actually do. In the United Kingdom, because of the historical development of our country, we have three different legal systems, one for Scotland, one for Northern Ireland, and one for both England and Wales. The laws are often very similar, but there are differences, and they have separate legal systems of lawyers, judges, and courts that apply the laws. The courts have different layers to them, so that decisions by the lower courts can be reviewed if necessary by a process called appeal to the higher courts above them. In the United Kingdom, the Supreme Court sits at the top of the courts in the four countries as the final court of appeal. Let's talk to a judge of the Supreme Court, Lord Stevens of Creevy Lockgar. He worked as a judge in Northern Ireland before joining the Supreme Court in 2020. Ben, welcome to our Kids Law Podcast. We're so happy to have you here. Please, can you tell us more about the role of the Supreme Court and why is it important in our justice system? Well, can I start by thanking you for asking me to uh, participate? The Supreme Court is the only court in the United Kingdom which hears cases from each of the four nations in the United Kingdom. It's often known as the highest court in the land. Some of the laws in each of the four nations are different, but many are the same. And it is important that laws which are the same and which apply to the whole of the United Kingdom are applied by the courts across the United Kingdom in the same way. That is something which only the Supreme Court uh, can do. To reach the Supreme Court, a case must usually raise an arguable point of law of general public importance. This affects how we hear cases. In the Supreme Court, there are no witnesses, no juries, no wigs, no gowns, uh, and we concentrate solely on discussing and deciding issues of general public importance. Let me try and explain what that means with a recent case uh, decided by the Supreme Court called the Isle of Wight uh, Council against Platt. This case was about a seven-year-old girl, whom I will call Mary, whose father decided to take her on holiday during term time against the wishes of Mary's headmistress. By law, parents must make sure that their children go to school. And where a child fails to attend their school regularly, the child's parent is guilty of a criminal offence. And so here, Mary's father was fined for taking Mary on holiday. This was a case which was important for Mary's father because he did not want to be fined. And he thought it was wrong to say that Mary did not attend school regularly because he only took her out for a week. But it was also important for many other families who had to know what it meant for their child to regularly attend school because if their child didn't regularly attend, the parents would be guilty of a crime. This was therefore a case of real general public importance, not only for Mary and her father, but for other families. So what does regularly mean? Does it mean evenly spaced or sufficiently often or 
in accordance with the rules. And the Supreme Court decided in that case that regularly attending school means in accordance with the school rules. And, and that was because Parliament had decided that it was really important for children to attend school and that the situations where they would have an excuse for staying at home were limited. They include, for example, being sick or for a religious holiday, but not going on a holiday whenever the parents choose. So that case is a good example of how a case which concerns one family can raise a question which is important for lots of other families. Where are there 12 judges in the Supreme Court, and who decided how many there were going to be? Well, before the Supreme Court was set up, the highest court was part of uh, our parliament, and there were 12 judges. So when the Supreme Court was set up, parliament decided that the maximum would be 12. Perhaps what is more important is that they come from all four nations of the United Kingdom. So we have eight uh, judges from England. There are two judges from Scotland, a judge from Wales, uh, and a judge from Northern Ireland, which is me. Not all 12 judges sit on all cases at the same time. Cases are usually heard by five judges, but sometimes if they are more complicated, by seven, nine, or on very rare occasions, 11. You will see that there's always an uneven number because each judge gets a vote and you can't have a position where the case is tied. The cases are decided by a majority. So it's important that we have an uneven number of judges uh, deciding cases. Who decides if cases are going to be appealed and what happened to people involved if you change the decisions of the lower courts? To reach the Supreme Court, one of the parties needs to decide to appeal and the judges need to give them permission to appeal to make sure that we hear only the most important cases. And where we disagree with the decisions of the lower court, what, what happens depends on why the parties are in court in the first place. Someone might be ordered to pay money or parents might have to make different plans for how they look after their children. It could mean that someone is released from prison. It might mean that you have to do something like make an apology or to stop doing something, like stop building a house. How does our court system compare to the court systems in other countries? That is a very big question. But probably the most important differences are those to do with the role of judges in making law. If you were to go to a court in France, Norway or Brazil, many things would be quite familiar. There would be judges at one end of the courtroom listening to the lawyers with their clients sitting in court. And just like here, the role of the judge is to decide a case. But unlike here, uh, France, Norway and Brazil are, are all countries which belong to a legal tradition in which most of the laws are made by their parliaments, written down and contained in big books called codes. So the judge has to find the right law in the right code and then, then apply that law to the case before him or her. However, here, though many of our laws are written down and made by parliament in the same way, some laws are made by judges deciding cases. So for example, there was a famous case in 1932 when someone found a decomposed snail in a, a bottle of uh, uh, ginger beer. 
Uh, and that must have been quite a shock to them. Uh, they weren't happy with the people who made the ginger beer uh, and decided to take them to court. They argued that the manufacturer had a duty of care to the person drinking the ginger beer, and the judges agreed. This resulted in a change in the law made by judges, and it now means that all manufacturers of any product have a duty of care to keep people using their products safe and free of nasty surprises like decomposing snails. So judges can make laws in our jurisdiction. Uh, and that's what we refer to as common law. And it's an important source of law. Uh, and another difference between us and other jurisdictions is that we aren't politically appointed. All the judges on the Supreme Court, like all UK judges, are politically neutral. Is being a judge more difficult than being a lawyer? And do all the judges have to agree when they are deciding cases? I think being a judge and being a lawyer is difficult in different ways. So when you are a lawyer, you have a duty to your client. You need to try as hard as you can to argue your client's case in the best possible way. Normally, lawyers don't get to choose their clients because it's important that everyone, whoever they might be, can get a lawyer to represent them or advise them. Sometimes that means that as a lawyer, you are doing your best to represent a client who doesn't have a very good case. It might also mean uh, that you have to give your client advice which they don't want to hear. Uh, and so those difficulties uh, can arise. But as a judge, your position is very different. You have to be completely neutral between the parties whose dispute you have to decide. It's a bit like a referee in a football match. It's important that the parties know that you have considered their arguments very carefully and that they understand why you've reached the decision you did. Because in the end, as a judge, you always have to decide whether one side should get what they're asking for. And you can't duck the question. In some cases, that can be very difficult. Have you ever felt that after making a judgment that you got the decision wrong? Well, almost all judges at some point have been overturned by a higher court. That is where the higher court says that your decision was wrong. I have had the pleasure of being overturned in the Court of Appeal on the first appeal, only to find that on the second appeal that the Supreme Court agrees with them and holds that the judge's decision was right all along. So what this means, however, is that while the law recognises that judges make mistakes, we must be absolutely sure of the decisions which we reach. We have to explain the reasons for our decisions in detail in our judgments. That is so the parties understand why the judge decided their case as he or she did. But also so that the higher courts are able to check whether they agree with the judge's reasons. Now, in the Supreme Court, it's particularly important that we are completely sure that we get the decision right. Because for most cases, there is no higher court to which the parties could appeal. But it's worth remembering that the judgments of the Supreme Court are group decisions, uh, requiring at least three judges to agree. I know you worked as a judge for international cases involving children. Can you tell us about those cases? Well, there have been a number of difficult international cases when I was a family judge in Northern Ireland. Uh, one involved a young Portuguese boy who was brought to Northern Ireland by his mother. She left the boy with an acquaintance in Northern Ireland, saying that she was going to be away for a short time, but she didn't return. The boy's father had played no part in the boy's life, 
So I had to decide what was to happen to the boy. One option was to find him a family in Northern Ireland. But obviously, I would have liked to return him to Portugal if one of his aunts or uncles could be found to look after him. However, we couldn't find a family member in Portugal. So I contacted the judge in Portugal, and we were able to make sure that the social services were able to find an aunt. And the boy then went to Portugal. So you can see that these international cases do involve trying to find good practical solutions. Do you think it would be helpful for children to be taught about justice and the rule of law in school? Most certainly, yes, I do. Justice and the rule of law are as important for children as they are for adults. Children are affected by laws and by lots of decisions made by the state and by the courts in in many different ways. So children can expect to be treated fairly and importantly, as individuals, to have their views taken into account and, and for decisions affecting them to be explained to them. So th- those are all aspects of the rule of law. More broadly, you, you may not yet be able to vote, but that day, I think, is not far off. So teaching children about how law works and how laws are made give them the tools to participate as adults in the life of the community and to see how they could go about changing the law if they wish to do so in the future. So yes, I do think it's most important to teach children about justice and the law. I'd like to ask you a question that we ask all of our other guests. What were you like at 10 and why did you decide to be a lawyer and then a judge? Well, I was, I think, a typical 10-year-old mucking around with friends, enjoying uh, things like fishing. I also read a huge amount, uh, and I was extremely interested in history because it involved people uh, and the problems uh, they faced. And I suppose that is why uh, I went into a legal career. Uh, Law is about people. Uh, And once I got into that career, I thought the progression would be to become a a judge. Thank you so much for telling us about the Supreme Court and the role of judges. Do you have any final words of advice for children? I know that children in particular have had quite a tough year. And so while I would say that it's important to work hard because that gives you lots of options later, it's just as important to enjoy yourself. So I'm sure there'll be plenty of opportunities over the next few months to make up for lost time and to see friends and family. Well, Alma, what do you think about what Lord Stevens told us? Well, the legal systems in the UK are based on a mixture of parliament and judge-made laws. I've learned that judges need to act like a referee in a football game and listen to both sides and it can be difficult. There needs to be an odd number of judges hearing a case so that there is never an equal tie and you can reach a majority decision. Although there are three different legal systems in the different regions of the UK, many of the laws are the same and they need to be applied in the same way, which is why we have the Supreme Court. In our podcast, we've been exploring how laws work and affect young people. All of these things help children understand their rights and responsibilities so that they can make informed decisions 
not only about their lives, but also about voting for MPs who make the laws and understand how the legal justice system works. It's also important that children know that they should be kept safe and that adults must care for them. Remember, if you have any worries, talk to an adult you trust and tell them how you feel. And this includes your teachers at school, as they are there to look after you too. So tell them that you need to talk to them. You can find more information on our Kids Law Info website. Keep your questions coming in. Please subscribe, rate and share with your friends. See you soon in the next episode. Bye. Bye.